Hey, my friends, if you're looking for a faster, better way to grow and scale your landscape business, you likely don't need to join just another free Facebook group or watch another YouTube video. What you need is a proven, cohesive growth strategy for your business, along with the one-on-one coaching or group coaching and accountability to support you every step of the way. And that's exactly what the Million Dollar Academy delivers to you. The Million Dollar Academy is coaching, tools, accountability, and done-free resources for landscapers who want to take the guesswork out of scaling and growing towards a profitable multiple six, even seven-figure-plus business without all the stress and all the hours of agonizing. How do I get everything done? Or am I doing this right? Or what do I need to focus on next? The Million Dollar Academy is about thinking differently and thinking bigger about how to be a successful business owner. It's about more than just being good at landscaping. It's about how to create more profit and how to scale all while relieving some of the pressure on yourself. We do have group and one-on-one coaching spots available. So if you want to go learn more, head over to milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash academy and get in there today. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is, it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today, and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Today, we are going to be talking, talking. I, we're from the Midwest. Yeah, Sometimes the the, the, the the tacky comes out. I'm sorry. We're from the Midwest. It happens. Talking about customer service and how it's going to be more important than ever. You know, all the talks about the recession, we have to do everything we can to create happy clients, to keep our happy clients. And one of the ways you guys can do that is through your customer service. Like I said, it's just going to be more important than ever. I, I feel just because there's so many companies out there right now that they're looking for the value. They're looking to save money. You know, if, if their recession does hit, they're going to be doing everything they can. And if they're happy with you, then more likely they're going to stay with you. Well, this is one thing that you can control in an environment mm-hmm. where there's a lot of things you can't control. Yeah. You cannot control if there's a recession or not and things like that. But you can control how well you run your business and mm-hmm. how you treat your customers. That is 100% within your control. You can't control how they'll react, yeah. but you can control how you react. So. Yep. So I looked up a couple stats. I was just kind of interested to see what's out there. This one's from HubSpot's research. It says 93% of customers are likely to make repeat purchases with companies that offer excellent customer service. 
So I thought that was interesting. And another last one I have here is from Zendesk. It says roughly 61% of customers said they will switch to a new brand after one bad experience. I am this person. Our dentist is not the cheapest one in town. Your parents used to go to them and switched away. Mm -hmm. I continue to stay there because we get in quickly. I like all the staff there. They are so nice. They Mm -hmm. are chatty. Like literally I was on the bike trail one time here in Hobart and the lady like flagged me down and was like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm from Dr. (laughs) Melcheski's office. I recognize, like she recognized me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is happening right now? But just super nice people. It's a good experience. The dentist whistles while he works. I don't know. I find it endearing because it's weird and awkward that he's like all up in your gums. I don't know. I find the whistling nice. And so I say at this dentist, even though he is more expensive than others in the area, just because I enjoy the customer experience there. Well, it makes a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone here can speak on this, whether it's going to a restaurant or whatever it is, some store you like to go to, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to point out is, you know, some people think, well, I'll just provide quality work. Uh, you know, I got a great team. Quality. I wish that was enough. Yeah. I mean, every customer expects quality work. Like they would not hire you if they didn't expect quality work. Well, and just to play a little, I don't know if devil's advocate is the right word. Sometimes what you know is quality work, the customer will not recognize as mm. quality work. Say you're building a patio. You know that that base is on point and that thing's not going to shift and it's going to look great for the next 50 years. Customer doesn't know that. They do not know the difference between that and a crappy ass base. You know, it's going to separate and settle and do all that. They don't know the difference. No, they don't. They don't. And I actually get into that point a little bit too. Oh, sorry. Did I jump the gun? I didn't read your notes. Go, go. I'll (laughs) be quiet. But but it's important. Like, understand that, you know, when we say quality works, it's going to lead you. And and yes, I I agree. You have to. We're not saying do bad work. No, but. But that's like the minimum expectation. Everybody expects that nowadays. (laughs) and, And you have to go beyond that. So. I just kind of want to talk about and share with you some things that you can do to help promote that great customer service in your business. And one of the things is goes into basically training your team to provide that customer service. They're the ones that are typically out there unless you're the owner and still out in the field. But if you have teams or even people that just work with you, you have to be teaching them how to talk to the customer, how to respond to that customer, how to interact with that customer. And And how you want them to talk and respond And I'm not being the crabby old lady, but I have worked with some younger folks that have a different set of like respect and boundaries than I have as the business owner. And you have to just tell them Mm because they don't inherently know it. No, they don't. It is a whole different mindset and and different time than what it used to be. And two, look at your customers, especially if you do like higher end residential. Typically, those are, you know, middle aged to elderly people that are elderly, not elderly, Old, older, 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 elderly people. Go older ahead. People that uh-huh. have money. <laughs> they require a different level of respect than what a younger generation is and how you interact and talk to them. So you have to teach your team how to do that and how to interact with that. Well, and if you're just for example, the old, what'd you say? Elderly, elderly the elderly yes, people, yes. they, they might find just interacting, but via text cold mm-hmm. and unengaging. Mm-hmm. Whereas younger people find that preferable yeah. and are like, dude, why are you knocking on my door talking to me? Get out yeah. of here. They don't want to talk to you. So just to kind of tie that all in, but you have to let your staff know that these different types of people exist and you might have to accommodate your interactions with them based on how they want to be communicated with. Yeah. And a good way to do this is honestly just do some role playing, you know, just have them knock on the door and explain what they're going to do, be doing for the day or whatever it is that they're going to be doing. Have them do some role playing on it. I know mm-hmm. it seems silly and it seems awkward. And I, I've been through those types of trainings before and it, it is awkward, but 
that's the best way to start training your team. And you have to teach them too. Why is this important? Why are we doing this? You know, let them know what's the win in it for well, them. What's more important being um, uncomfortable for like 10 minutes of role play while you work this out <laughs> or losing customers because you were unwilling to do some awkward role play. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Like, yeah, that that's how you leave your comfort zone. And that's how you grow. Mm -hmm. If you're not, you have to get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable and just do these things. That's what's going to take you to that next step. Because imagine your competitor who isn't doing this because they're like, I don't want to feel weird and feel stupid doing this. Yeah. So they're not going to do it. So yeah. fine, you do it and be one step further ahead than they are. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing, I, I, I don't know why it popped in my head, was we have to make sure the crews are aware there's cameras everywhere. Everybody's watching it. There's ring, ring doorbells everywhere. You can't cameras. like TP people's houses anymore. No, <laughs> no you can't. You and should don't TP your customers' houses. That wasn't my point. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you have to make sure that they're aware. Like these doorbells are around. These these security cameras are up anymore. You know they got the ones with the lights with the camera in the center. They're, they're we have everywhere. one on. We have a camera. And both of our neighbors have ring doorbells. Mm -hmm. And so like our whole like strip of the streets covered. Yeah, and it, I mean it's good. <laughs> But you have to make sure they're aware of that. So if they're joking around and just horse playing, you know, which I, I understand that's part of building a team and all that stuff, but you they have, have to fun. be conscious of, of where they're doing this. And I kind of have a story. This wasn't, it didn't involve a camera, but I, when I was um, out in the field, I was probably still in high school at this time. The crews bet me to eat a worm. Yes. You worm or grub. I can't remember. I've, I've eaten You've both. You've so eaten I, a I, lot I, of gross things yes. out on the job sites. Yes. So anyhow, we're Team out. building. Yeah, Team building. We got there in the morning. We're working and, and I think we we're cutting up some sod. We came across the grub, worm, whatever it was. And the crews, you know, bet me I, I wouldn't eat it. So I popped on my mouth, ate it. And I remember hearing somebody like, ah, and like looked around and, and I thought the homer wasn't home because nobody answered the door. You know, they didn't respond to anything. So I just assumed they were gone. I remember walking to the front to get something and I come back out and I'm passing the front door and the homeowner comes out and then she's like, if I would have known you're hungry, I would have made you some breakfast. Like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. I'm thinking no, I'm going to be in trouble. My dad's yes. going to kill me because I did yes. this. Well, just because she didn't open the door. I mean, she could have been in the bathroom. Yeah. Maybe she didn't want to talk to you. Who knows? You just don't assume. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. So, you know, the horse playing and doing silly things or, like that. Yeah. Or the people who've peed in the yard. Like, don't do that. Uh, yeah, we've had that too. We, <laughs> we did. I, I did not make that up. That has happened. So, yeah. yeah. You just have to make sure your crews are aware of this. These types of things are out there and just to be aware of what's going on. The other thing is just teaching the crews how they can go above and beyond at a, a job site, whether it's bringing the garbage cans up after they've been emptied you know, not parking their trucks in front of the mailboxes or driveways, you know, unless you have the customer's permission and all those types of things. There's a lot of things that can be done, whether it's, and I know people will go back and forth on this, like if you're doing maintenance on a home and, you know, the kids' toys are out there. I understand, like, you don't want to be picking them up because it causes more time. I get all that. But in today's day and age, we have to do everything we can to keep the customers. And if it's simply just getting out there and have the crews move the bike or, you know, whatever it is, move the trampoline, whatever it is. Yes, I know it's a bit of a hassle, but it's just one of those things that kind of go above and beyond. And it might be something that continuing at some point you have to talk to the customer. But if something that's problematic, like yeah. they don't pick up the dog poo every week or something, yeah, that, or like, that could be problematic. But if it's like, yeah, the kid left the bike. Yeah, um, you know, we've picked up some sticks or whatever, just a little bit of garbage, whatever it is. There's things that you can do to go above and beyond, you know, what your normal service is. So just to keep the customer Well, and you happy. can charge more when you provide a, you don't walk into the Mercedes dealer with a Toyota budget. No. And so, <laughs> you know, if you want to be the Mercedes of lawn care, then yeah. you have to provide that level of service. Yeah. 
So that's kind of what I had as far as like working with your teams and training your teams. But it, it's one of those things I think that you have to do for great customer service. The next thing is very simple. Answer the phone. This is a huge thing and it's, it's been going on forever. I know this. But we hear time and time again where landscapers don't answer the phone. And I get it. It's either because you're out there in the field working, you're talking to the customer, or you just don't have time. We've had people in the academy that, you know, they had their website redone and they're just getting leads like crazy and they just can't keep up with it. So what can you do to solve that? It's, it's a good problem to have. It is. Absolutely. You know, maybe it's if you can hire somebody part time or somebody to answer the phones. But if you're not at that point, there are services out there like Jill's office or um, we've had a couple of these on yeah, our different podcasts. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all great services. You know, and there's different levels of services you can get. I know um, a couple people in the academy are using Jill's office. Mm -hmm. They're loving it. It's a very affordable because it's nice because you can tell them answer the phone between certain times. Mm -hmm. Do we want. have a discount code for that? We do. And I'll have to put it down. We can put it in the yeah. show notes. But it's a great service and it's something that you can do that can answer the phones while you're working or while you're, you know, in the evenings, whatever it is. You can have someone answer the phone all the time for you. Well, this goes back to not only do you have to have a process in place to get calls answered and returned, how can you make it as easy as possible? Yep. And sometimes the making it as easy as possible is having somebody else do it for you. And that's mm -hmm. okay. I think too many landscapers and entrepreneurs and business owners in general think they have to do everything themselves. Yes. But think of yourself as an employee. If you were paying yourself, you're really valuable. You know, you're probably the highest paid employee in your business. Mm -hmm. So do you want your highest paid, most value employee being the one answering the phone and taking all the phone calls? Yeah. Yes. Or is it worth it to go ahead and hire a service so that can free you up, the most valuable, most important person, to be doing what you need to do? Yep. You don't That's... have to do it all. You really don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, just answer the phone one way or another, whether you're doing it, hiring somebody, or hiring a company like Jill's office to do it. Just get out there and find somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think I wouldn't worry about that making you look like, air quotes, unprofessional or anything. Oh. I think that people would rather have the phone call answered mm -hmm. than be like, oh my gosh, I called and the owner answered. Yeah. I think just the getting the call answered and taken care of is more important than, so I wouldn't have any nervousness around using a service. Yeah. So next thing is really looking at your customer and how you can build that rapport and, and communication with that customer. We were talking on, I think it was the last, the last group coaching call, one of our Academy members, that's one of the things he strives in, is, is he takes pride in, is his communication with the customer. Like before they're going to the job site, after they leave, he's over-communicating. And that's something that I think that we have to do. We have to be over-communicating. You'll never hear a customer complain about you over-communicating with a customer about anything. I've said it a million bajillion times on this podcast. My older sister is, is, is the perfect client she's, <laughs> they've got money, she's willing to spend it, but she wants good service. And I don't know how many times she has called me because she's convinced that her landscaper's not showing up or the people putting the deck on the back of her house aren't showing up or the pool guy's not showing up because they're just not communicating. And I'm like, how long's it been since they called? She's like, it has been a week. I'm like, they're, they're, you're fine. I'm like, she's always convinced that they like took her money and ran. I'm like, no, they're coming. And un unfortunately, I'm like, just, you have to badger them. And so I, I give her the advice to badger them until they call you back. And I know that's annoying. So if you don't want people badgering you until you call them back, just be preemptive about it. And and be, and if you think you're over communicating to, to the point of annoyance, then that's probably like the perfect amount yeah. for the it, homeowner it is. because they're not going to be annoyed about it. They're going to be like, yes, we're doing it right. This is amazing. One thing, I guess, kind of a little bit going back to like a person calls you, a customer calls you about something and they, they, whatever they criticize or complain about something. 
don't fly out the handle. Listen to what they have to say. That's like a huge thing. Just listening. Most people just want to be heard. And by the time they're done complaining, they will have gone from like a nine down to a three. They just need to get it out. Yeah. You have to listen to them and have to build, you know, okay, I understand your problem. Let's see what we can do from here to solve it, you Mm -hmm. know? And a lot of times that can solve a lot of issues before they jump ship and go somewhere else or they leave you a bad review. So just really pay attention. Well, I think your point is, so if you are having all of these points of communication with them, you can catch them before they get to a nine. Was that your point? Absolutely. The other thing you could do is, I know you and I don't necessarily agree on this, but doing like kind of pop-in check-ins on the customer. Oh, well, and this is back to you have to know your customers. Scott thinks it's great, but I think it's weird. And I'm like, why are you bugging me? But Scott thinks it's amazing. So, Well, you're a little bit of a different person than some customers. But again, goes back to, like you said, understanding your customers. Yes. Most people want to know that you're coming in and checking, especially like do lawn maintenance that you're checking on the property, making sure the crews are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to them, see if they have any issues or something that- Well, you had mentioned missed. like stopping by, like especially if you did something higher end and really nice, like driving by the house, taking a picture, I, sending it to the homeowner and being like, oh, look, your roses are blooming and they look great. Yep. You think that's nice. I'm like, what are you doing, you creepy weirdo, taking pictures <laughs> of my house? But once again, it just goes back to the different different nice. strokes for different folks. Yep. We were, I was raised a little bit differently yeah. than Scott was when it comes to that kind of stuff, so- also, doing something like that, teaching your crews to look for issues that are out there on the property. You know, if they got a dead tree or dead plant or something mm-hmm. that's kind of could be dangerous, there's a hole, sinkhole, whatever it is. Teaching your crews to be aware of those types of things and taking pictures of it and letting the customer know. or you know, Especially if, if you home. can turn these into upsells. Exactly. That is the best part. Exactly. And, you know, the customer may not be there. A lot of times for residential lawn maintenance, the customer's not there all the time, or even commercial, the, the property manager's mm-hmm. not there at the time. So Right. So they don't know. They might not even know that this, for the commercial, correct. like the property manager might not ever get out to like the fourth apartment building mm-hmm. over. They might not even know that there's a, an ankle twisting hole yeah, right by the well, sidewalk. That or like even a residential customer may not notice like they have bagworms or, or some kind of fungus in the tree, you know, but teaching your crews to look for these types of things right. and point that out and taking a picture, sending it to them. Well, or they might not know that a solution exists. I, I'm specifically thinking of like the downspout, but we call them bubblers. I don't know yeah, if they pop have up a, emitters, pop up emitters, whatever. Uh, people might not know that those exist. And mm-hmm. I think those are great. So then you don't have the stupid downspouts that are everywhere that blow off or the kids step on them and trip on them or you hit them with the mower, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. So they might not know that that's a solution that it even exists. Mm-hmm. And there's a great tool for this, like to get back to customers, company cam. Yes. That, that's a great tool that you can use to take pictures, send it to the customer to let them know like, hey, we can do this. And the nice thing is that the, the company cam, you can draw on the picture and say, hey, we can, we have this bagworm or mm-hmm. we can put this pop-up emitter on your property here and it gets the water away from your house because we see the water settling mm-hmm. right there. You know, just pointing these things out to customers and making sure your crews are aware of these types of things. And we have company cam discounts or do we yeah. have a discount code for those um, on our website? Uh, we did for a while. Yeah, I'm not sure I if it's... I think we still do. But I'll, I'll at least put the link in the in the show notes so you guys can check it out. It, it's definitely a great service I would recommend. Well, this is not the first time I've heard you talk about it recently. Well, and so I, you might be having a little bit of a love affair with it. Well, that's, it's, and that's it's okay. <laughs> but we should talk about it then. Yeah, yeah. Let you try things out and then tell people. And yeah. then offer them discount codes so they can love it as much as you. Yeah, well, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Moving, <laughs> moving on. So the last thing is to... Try to measure it. You know, what gets measured gets managed, they say. Yes. And you might be thinking, well, how can I even measure something like this? And there's a couple things you could do is like sending out like customer satisfaction surveys, you know, letting, finding out what's going mm-hmm. on. 
whether they refer people. So keeping track of referrals, you know, if they come from Mrs. Smith and, you know, keeping track of those types of things, you know, word of mouth marketing and those types of things are, are very important. And even just a simple spreadsheet, or if you have a CRM, put it in there and start tracking how you're getting your people. Because then Customer- you can put more effort into what is indeed working. Because yes. say you put out door hangers and not one person has come to you because they found your door hanger. Then you're like, okay, well, I don't need to waste three hours of my Saturday putting door hangers out because they don't work or whatever. That's the point of having the information is because then you know what is and is not working. Well, that and like keeping track of your customer complaints. So if you keep having customers call in, you know, having some kind of way to document that is going to help, you know, improve that customer attention. So you have to keep track of those. Well, and once again, if the same thing is happening repeatedly over and over, then you can address it Mm -hmm. because maybe you told your employees not to park in front of the driveway, whatever. And you've gotten four complaints this month that they're parking in front of my driveway and blocking it. Then you can be like, hey, y'all remember, we uh, have this policy of not blocking driveways. We've had some complaints about it. We've got to get this under control. Please don't park in front of people's driveways. Yeah. Another thing too, is just like said, you know, customer surveys, or even just calling the customer up and just talking to them on the phone, invite them out for lunch. And um, we're actually in our, in the academy, we have the book club going on right now. We're reading the, the pumpkin plan. And this is one of the things that Mike McCallowitz suggests you do is to reach out to your customers, find out what they like, what they don't like, you know, how you can improve and all those types of things. But it's something that you'll find invaluable. I trust me, like I remember doing this to one of our customers. We had the pond that we took over, but I personally have talked to him a couple of times and it's amazing the input that you can get from him and like what you can learn of how to improve or not do anymore to make your business better. So just get out there, talk to the customers, find out. Especially if you have a good rapport going with a customer, you can kind of feel that out. You'll know if there's somebody that's really good that would give you honest Mm -hmm. feedback that somebody you'd want to talk to versus like just like some cranky person who you wouldn't want to get, (laughs) you might not want their feedback, but you know, you can usually tell people's vibe. Mm -hmm. So I know some companies going back to like the customer surveys, they've actually created like a score system. So they'll ask about their crews. They'll ask about the job, how clean it was, all these types of things. And they'll make a, a scoring system based on that on getting those surveys back. And they'll offer bonuses to the crews if they Mm -hmm. get scored above a certain point, Mm -hmm. you know, average, whatever. And I think that's a good way too to reward your your crews for doing excellent customer service and doing an excellent job. Mm-hmm. But you're also getting getting that information from your customer and what they can do, what they see needs to be changing your business. So last thing you mentioned earlier was talking about the education to our clients. Um, there's a lot of lack of education, like Katie referred to earlier about the base. Many people don't understand how important that base being properly compacted, properly installed, will affect the longevity of the patio or sidewalk or whatever walls, whatever you're putting in, it is so important, but people don't understand that. And they don't understand. Like if you've listened to our podcast before, I talked about how I sold a job based on how much time it was going to take for us to do this because we're more money than another client. Right. And they might be like, okay, why is your job, you know, X many thousand dollars more than this next guy? And why are you spending two more days here than the other ones? It's like, well, cause they're just going to roll up, throw some sand down and throw some bricks on it and go home. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing, actually, in the Landscape Business Owners Facebook group, uh, this message was out yesterday, the day before. Somebody posted something, is talking about uh, what it cost for irrigations per zone to be installed. Mm-hmm. And whatever the website was that cited this information was way, way under. This is pricing from four years ago. But this is the information that's out there that customers see, and they see this it costs whatever, $500 a zone, which is ridiculous. Nobody can do it for $500 a zone, whatever it was. Right. 
But they Googled it, so they know. Exactly. And you're like, well, no. <laughs> this yeah. is where the education comes in. If you can make a blog post or make a YouTube video talking about these types of things, and when the customer calls you to see about getting some irrigation repair or getting a sprinkler system installed, you can refer to them, hey, we made this video talking about this here, or go read this blog post, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But educating that customer is going to be so important, and it goes to anything that you do. So if a customer calls to ask about something, send them something. Educate the customer on it, or just get out there and talk to them. Even going like how we talked about company cam, if you have bagworms, talk mm -hmm. about the effects of bagworms. What could happen in that video? Uh, right, because they might be like, yeah, I have bagworms, so yeah. I don't care. Yeah, what why, why is this you know, important roses, to me? Our roses have this fungus or whatever to talk about how it could kill them and, and what the outcome if they don't do anything not saying you have to pressure them into buying it but just put it in their ball or their part their ballpark put, now or put the ball put, in their court yes, there, yes, that's it. maybe you should not do sports references <laughs> but go ahead I'm tired today but put the ball in their court let them decide how they want to proceed from there you've made them aware you've educated on their decision now so yeah so because if, if their they stuff come back does and die, say yeah not on you <laughs> yeah they come back and say my roses died you didn't let me know well no, I did. I sent you this email or sent you this video. So again, education is so important in customer service and many people don't even think about that. So mm -hmm. like I said, there's, there's a lot of things that we can do to provide that great customer service that many of us don't even think about. You know, again, people think, oh, it's just a great customer service. I'll talk to the customer. There's a lot of things that we can do, you know, training your employees to see what they can do, customer surveys, educating. So there's a lot of things that we can do to create that customer loyalty and that repeat business that we all desire. And it's going to be more than important this year and it will next maybe year or two. So yeah, all we can do is wait and see what shakes mm -hmm. out. But as you're setting your goals for this year, make sure that you are keeping all of this in mind yeah. as you're onboarding new employees, or even just retraining old ones. Make sure you've yep. got this all on point. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for today. If there's any questions about anything, let us know. Put the comments in the, or put, I can't talk today. Yes. If you, if you need, if you have any questions, drop them in the comments. That's okay. I will take over the rest of this work. Scott's going to go take a nap. It's going to be fine. Maybe I'll feed you a snack and then nap, snack, <laughs> then nap. Um, and if you need help with any of this, we do have group coaching and one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. spots available in the Academy. So if you need that little extra bit of help getting your goals set and thinking through some of these things, join the Academy. We can get you set up and on track before the season starts. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great day. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. We honestly believe this is one of the keys to the success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.